Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. Hello, Sonoma. I'm so glad you're here today. It is time for Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan, nutrition and healthy living coach. And gosh, I wonder how many days I've been doing this show. It's been, what, six years at this point? Oh my God, Takashi. Um, anyway, I am uh, super excited to be uh, doing the show today. And the reason why is, you know, typically each and every week I talk about something related to your health, something, you know, tips, whatever, uh, interview experts from across the country who are doing what I think are, uh, is an incredible job, um, changing people's lives, um, innovative stuff, programs, you know, programs that help change people's lives. So um, today's show is about, um, it's called Heal Your Hunger. And um, Trisha Nelson's going to be joining me. She's going to be calling in in about uh, 15 minutes. So, you know, I always do my sort of my own little pep talk for 15 minutes or so. And then the caller calls in and, uh, and we have a, a great uh, informative and educational chat on something health related. So uh, today we're going to be talking to Trisha Greaves Nelson, who is an expert on um, emotional eating, and uh, I think I thought that this topic was so timely for the holidays because you know people are. This is the time when you know emotions run high. Um, if somebody has a reason to be blue or sad, it comes up. If somebody has a reason to be extremely happy and celebratory, it comes up and 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 so on. It's just sort of the holidays tend to sort of heighten our emotions and, and therefore heighten our behaviors around those emotions. And so I'm super excited for Trisha to give us a call because she, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go into it too much until she does give us a call, but she has has a practice um, and has helped truly save the lives of many people with eating disorders and emotional eating, um, emotional eating challenges. So we're going to talk today about what do you do around the holidays? How do you keep it together? What is your relationship with food, drink, and other things that help to mask or um, mask your emotions? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you want to call in, of course, you can give us a call at 707-933-9133. That's 707-933-9133. Today, we're talking about emotional eating. Uh, we're talking about, um, you know, eating disorders, but not necessarily about the disorder, more about um, our relationship with food and, and you know, s- drinks and whatnot and how to really... Um, approach that in the right way through the holidays. And um, so also too, you can head on over to my Facebook page because on my Facebook page, uh, that's where people send questions and I've got them right here in front of me. When people send in questions or messages, I can then um, ask our guest. We can ask the, the questions live right here um, on the air. And, uh, you know, we've already got some questions queued up for Trisha. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, um, 
It's a great way to kind of connect with me during the show if you do want to reach out, but you don't really feel like calling in and being on the air. Go right over to Facebook, which is Body Talk Radio on Facebook, Body Talk Radio, and you can just send a message or you can just, you know, a lot of people love to... um, a lot of people love to read your questions and other people's questions. So you can actually just go ahead and post the questions and um, let other people see them as well. And we also have a group, a private group, that um, if you're interested in being on that, you can go to Body Talk Social. It's called Body Talk Radio Social on Facebook. And that's more of our chat group. So that's a group of you know, people who have health questions, people who like to interact with the experts that I interview here on the show. Um, when I have a show, I typically add the expert to the group so that people have access to asking the expert questions. Um, because as you know, after the interview, we, um, we make a podcast out of the shows. And then the podcasts are uploaded onto iTunes and available for you so you, ha- you can go back and listen to the shows. Um, so subscribe to the podcast. That's on iTunes and it's Body Talk Radio with Heather Morgan over on iTunes. Um, and a, a really good way to access all the past shows is to just go to bodytalkradio.com, which is my website. And then it allows you to stream us live right here at KSVY. And it also allows you to um, access former shows and the podcast. So um, it's easy to do it right from the website, bodytalkradio.com. So we got lots of options there for following us, for chiming in, for asking your questions and whatnot. Um, And it's a, and like I said, the body talk radio dash social on Facebook is a really neat community of people who are sharing questions, um, experiences as they're embarking on their health journeys. And when I say health journey, I mean, you know, I mean, um, you know, getting, you know, clean with your eating, exercising more, um, you know, setting a goal, whatever that might be. Um, you know, many of the experts that I interview are, 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 do see that and they, they interact as well. So if you're ever looking for a great expert or needing some tips, it's a great place to go. So I'm going to come on over here and uh, answer the phone. I believe we have Trisha on the line. Hi there. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? It's so good to hear your voice live. Oh, thank you, madam. <laughs> I know. I think I only get to see you about once a year. Is that right? Uh, it, yeah, we ought to make it more, though. I know, right? We definitely should. We really should. Uh, so, everyone, we have Trisha Nelson on the phone here. And, um, you know, I, I've already, for the last 15 minutes, and I, I don't know if you were listening to the show, um, Trisha, but I've already been sort of giving people the background and letting people know about the amazing, amazing work that you and your husband do. And and actually, we've had you on the show before. Um, yeah, Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I just wanted to invite people to um, find you on Facebook and her page is heal your hunger on Facebook. And um, it's a great, it's a great place to go as we're talking and chatting um, so that people can, you know, get a little bit more familiar with who you are and the work that you do. And, um, you know, because you, you do so much more than what we're going to be talking about today, which is a little more holiday focused, you know, because let's face it, the holidays is a time when our, you know, it's sort of like the best and the worst can come out. In people during the holidays, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> we all we all look forward to it. You know, joy is the word, and and we're all excited for it. But it doesn't always feel joyful going through it. Exactly. And I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, you know, the holidays are the time when, you know, we spend it with loved ones and we, you know, sometimes we lose people or, I mean, you know, life happens, but the holidays is at that really rooted traditional time when we do so much reflecting and gathering. And it's just, so I always say it's kind of like the best and the worst comes out in people. And, um, and so with that, it makes only sense that the work that you do and help in heal your hunger or helping people with their relationship with food, um, that 
that that that those issues, those emotional issues may rear their ugly head a little bit more during this time. Is that correct? Uh, by all means, it's the hardest time. I mean, I sometimes refer to it as the Bermuda Triangle, you know, the Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, slash Hanukkah, <laughs> and New Year. You know, it's, right. uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of family, so you've got heightened emotions, you've got, you know, stuff, buried stuff kind of bubbling to the surface in those relationships um, and past, you know, baggage, and then you've got the food that's everywhere. I mean, it's, there isn't any time of the year, I think, when there's more goodies, you know, all the, I call them the ooey gooey chewy foods, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> right. um, you know, everything I love, you know, the of course. Um, sugar, sugar, three top food groups for me, sugar, fat, and starch. Oh, so, yeah. Um, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> right? So you've got ton of that. You've got all these emotions and you're, you know, you're, you're stressed out because you're, you know, having to shop for everybody. You're spending money. So you've got financial stress. Yes. And you've got, you know, trying to juggle work and family mm-hmm. and holidays and travel and wrapping gifts. And, and it's, I mean, it's so much stress. And so many emotions, you know, that we normally don't have to deal with because we're not always around all those people. Um, and then you've got the parties, which brings its own, you know, twist to it, the social anxiety and the, you know, am I too fat? Do I look okay? You know, I'm, I don't have a nice outfit, you know, whatever. And there's so many things happening at once. And, you know, most people who are emotional eaters are stress eaters. Right. And that's, you know, that's what they're doing is they're handling or managing their stress with food. And so, uh, you know, and when the food is so available and it's being given to you in these pretty boxes, you know, and, and containers, and, yes. and it's, uh, it's yours, you, I mean, it's not something you even have to go out and buy. It's just all of a sudden your, oh. your countertops tops are filled with it. So it's a really rough time for people. And then, I mean, that's why we have so many people making these crazy New Year's resolutions, which typically don't work, uh, right. because they've, they've spent the holidays gaining weight and most most emotional eaters are going to say, "Screw it," you know. Let, mm-hmm. I'm let myself go. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not not even gonna try. Like, why mm-hmm. bother? It's just too too much of an up, uphill uh, battle. So they give up and they just let themselves go. And then they have to face the you know face the music come come the new year. So that's yeah, a rough time. It it is. And you know, you brought up you brought up three words that I want to go back to, and that is. Fat, sugar, and starches. Yep. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think you really just hit the nail on the head there because it really is what we tend to reach reach for. Um, yep. It's what tastes good. And, and, you know, we'll go into a little bit more about the emotional side of that. But I, can you start off just talking, sharing a little bit about your story and how you got started in doing the work that you do? Sure, I'd love to. Okay, um, great. I, I basically have been an emotional eater from the get-go. I mean, really, as far back as I can remember, age three or four, uh, I remember food being such a highlight for me, and I just loved it, and I loved to eat, and I loved, again, all the, all the yummy, uh, sweetening, fattening foods. And um, it was really, I grew up in a fairly healthy household. My mom was really on the front end of the health craze of the 70s and uh-huh. 80s. I mean, she, she was really, she was, she was making cookies that had like oatmeal and raisins and stuff, yeah. chocolate chips and brown sugar. So it's <laughs> yeah. so terrible. But um, <laughs> but she um, you know, she was kind of healthy and trying to get us to eat right. And and I, you know, I just wasn't having any of it. I I loved everything sweet. And what I know now is I was completely a sugar addict, you know, and a yes. carb addict. Mm-hmm. You know, so those definitely had physiological things going on in my body where if mm-hmm. I ate some, I wanted a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I struggled with my weight. I definitely had the propensity to gain weight. My parents had as well. I call it, you know, that, that physical allergy to uh, food where our metabolism is slow and we gain weight easily. So mm-hmm. I had that, and I was a chubby kid, um, and I was I was pretty unattractive on account of it. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't cute. No, <laughs> I I, it's so hard for me to imagine that because you are so darn cute. But <laughs> but you didn't you. and you didn't feel cute, and that's the thing. It's like I bet you if we had pictures of you right now when you were little, we'd all be saying, "Oh, she's so cute." Well, yeah, but you didn't feel yes, it. Adolescence, no, it was really a nightmare. <laughs> oh my heavens! So, well, um, yeah. You know, but anyway, so that's how you know. So I, so I had the weight problem. I was fatter than my friends. 
I had a roll on my tummy, to scrunch up and hold my hand and wish I could cut off because it was just like I couldn't get rid of it any other way as mm-hmm. far as I knew. And I wanted to join the Army, so I'd have to go to boot camp, and they'd make me exercise. I hated to exercise. So, you know, when you're overweight, it exercise is hard. You know, it's a chore. It is. Sweat, you sweat more. Your legs chafe. You know, in the summertime, mm-hmm. um, and and it's it's you know some a lot of people with weight problems have breathing issues as well. So I was somewhat asthmatic, so it's just not fun. And so um, you know, and that's obviously the problem. The more you eat, the more you don't want to exercise. What exercise thing you probably should be doing? But um, but anyway, I grew up that way, and I hated it, and I hated my weight. And you know, for some people, they don't really notice. They don't. It doesn't bother them that much, but. Gosh, for me, Heather, it was just miserable. Like, I mm. just was obsessed with my weight and obsessed with food. And I could not lose weight for the life of me. And no matter what I tried, no matter what exercise program I did join or gym uh-huh. I joined or, you know, um, diet I did. And and the reason I know now is because I was an emotional eater and I needed the food for reasons a lot more than nutritional. I mean, I really was eating for emotional reasons. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're eating to fill um, fill that deep hole in your soul, there is not enough food. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I could eat something and immediately I'd be hungry again. Or if I went on a huge binge and got sick of what I was eating, I'd throw it out, you know, thinking I'm never, like I feel so stuffed and so full. I'm never eating that again. Throw it, you know, throw the, the rest of it out. Mm-hmm. And two hours later, after I pass out and have a nap, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm getting up thinking, well, let me, let me like me renegotiate that deal. Yeah. Like, maybe I could eat a little bit more, you know? <laughs> right? So I call it garbage eating. And, and it's like, it's really an insane cycle. And mm-hmm. in high school, I was overweight and I just hated it so much and nothing worked for me. And uh, what happened was, I mean, I tried 12-step programs, I went to therapy, mm-hmm. uh, self-help books, you know, I was really on a, a quest, mm-hmm. and still, you know, I lose five pounds, but I struggle with the same five pounds, like, I go from 155 to 150 all summer long, you know, mm-hmm. like, in my, my best efforts, and, and so yeah. I just couldn't get where I needed to go, and um, what happened was, is I felt very hopeless. I, when I had tried so many things and they didn't work for me, I really started to think, like, I'm hopeless like nothing is going to work and I'm gonna you know I'm doomed to live the rest of my life fighting you know going up and down the scale you know 20 Mm -hmm. 30 40 pounds and I did get up to about 50 pounds overweight um when I was about 20 and Mm -hmm. what happened was is I uh was introduced to a man named Roy Nelson uh the one who's my husband now yes (laughs) and he was my uh he he became my, my spiritual mentor and he he had been obese. He had, he had uh, lost the weight and kept it off for decades, and had overcome alcoholism, which I also had. You know, being as, as addicted to sugar as I was, I was already also addicted to alcohol, which mm-hmm. is the most refined form of sugar there is. Yes, and I was a I was like a blackout drinker from for age fourteen. So okay. uh, that wasn't that, that didn't fare any better for me. So sure. Um, so anyway, he helped me overcome these things. I was also a boy addict. You know, I mean, I just mm-hmm. uh, I I love you know, uh, the chase of, of, um, yes. of the relationship. The relationship. I, I didn't know what to do once I got him, but <laughs> I, I like to chase him. So, um, so anyway, uh, you know, all these things, I just, and the point is I had so many addictions, you know, and they were all, you know, serving the same purpose. Uh, they were, they were, you know, filling that hole inside and nothing could do that fully, you know, except what I know now, the grace of God. So, I um I basically got help from him and he showed me how to clear away all the you know the the inside stuff the deeper stuff that was really driving me and and compelling me to overeat which in my experience is the only hope and he did help me connect with a divine spirit inside I'm not religious but he definitely helped me create a Great. sense of spirituality you know mm, that can really so sustain me and give me hope and give me um, yes. strength. You know, so that's that's sort of my path. And then after I met him and started working with him, I saw him work with other people, and I saw these amazing, amazing transformations happen for people where they no longer craved to overeat. Like, they didn't crave sugar or starch or fat. It was just, like, lifted from them. And mm-hmm. once I saw that and so many people had experienced it, I said, well, I want to help you help others. So I started working alongside of him, and 
you know, I never let him out of my sight. That was close to 30 years ago, and he finally at some point relented and married me. <laughs> but, I love that you know. story. I do. I think it's so great. So so you seeked his services out, is that correct, as a, as a healer or as a counselor? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to him for help. That's how we met. That, and know, that's I, how you I, met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew some girls. I knew one gal who was bulimic, and she nobody could help her. She was, like, the most hopeless case, and after two weeks, she was healed of her bulimia, and and it was awesome. I saw it with my own eyes, and and I saw another gal have a transformation, and I, uh, you know, I found out that both of them were working with him. So that's that sort of sealed the deal for me. I said, mm-hmm. "Give me his number. I'm calling him now." So yes. Yeah. He really, he really, really is. I, I, you know, it, I don't even know how to say this because his. He, Roy has entered my mind many times because, you know, I'm, I'm a holistic health coach myself. And so I work with clients. And so all these things come up. Just about everybody has, um, I would say, a strained relationship with food in one way, sense or sort. Right. And, and so Roy comes up often for me because honestly, I, I've never seen anybody who works, who, who does miracles the way that he does truly. And you, of course, you, the two of you together. And so it's just, it's really, um, I love hearing the story. It's truly amazing. And like you said, you then um, knew that this was your life's path and purpose then to go pay it forward and to help others and do the same work that he does. Absolutely, yeah. Heal Your Hunger is really, he works with people with all addictions. Um, yeah. And Heal Your you know, we find that like maybe 75% of the people come to us kind of for eating issues because mm-hmm. I believe they're the hardest to overcome because you have to eat. You right. Can't put, pl- can't put the plug in the jug, you know? Right, so, right, right. Um, uh, but uh, he works one-on-one with people in person, so it's a very... A concentrated, immersive experience, and mm-hmm. so Heal Your Hunger is really a way for me to bring everything I learned from Roy and bring it out to the world via my Love podcast it. and my upcoming book and and uh, different programs and stuff, so that people can really uh, get you know tap into his wisdom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's great. So tell us a little bit more about Heal Your Hunger, the program. Like you said, I, uh, you know, I so many of our colleagues that you know work in our in our same circles, um, I know love to use you as a resource and are very excited that you're actually formalizing this and taking it out to a broader audience so that people can access the, the amazing work that you do. And so this is Heal Your Hunger. It's your new podcast, correct? Yep, it's going to be uh, launching it later this month. It's going to be twice a week. Um, One show each week will be me talking about different topics. You know, Heal Your Hunger is really a big topic, and um, I'm going to break it down into different life, you know, different aspects of life that contribute to our emotional eating, because so many people don't they don't realize the connection between the way they're living and the way they're eating. Oh, and, right? and and I'm not even talking about shopping in the wrong grocery store or, you know, buying the wrong foods. I'm talking mm-hmm. about just their emotional reactions to life, you know, the, the their lack of boundaries around people, their, you know, the anger issues. I mean, there's a lot of things, uh, people-pleasing. There's so many things, uh, socializing. <laughs> there's so many topics that emotional eaters, uh, you know, I'd say have trouble with. And again, having nothing to do with food, it's, it, in my experience, emotional eaters um, tend to, even though everybody does emotionally eat, I'm talking more about people who are, are struggling more chronically, um, you know, with food and weight. Uh, we have a different way of orienting ourselves to life. And so uh, this is something I've found over the, you know, close to 30 years I've been doing this. And so I'm really going to be digging into those topics and mm-hmm. what that's about and how to really make changes, um, you know, in the whole way that we live so that we, the, the end result isn't that we're staring in the refrigerator mm-hmm. at midnight every night, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that'll be one show a week, and the other show will be an interview with different health experts, you know, people Great. you and I mm-hmm. love, to, love to talk to. And, and, um, and also, also, you know, topics that have nothing to do with health, but perhaps with you know, the clutter in our lives, you know, emotionally yes. and, and physically around us. I mean, um, different, just so many different things that, um, you know, affect us, you know, how we, I mean, how we respond to party invitations, which we can get into here on the show because it's that time of year, but so many different ways that we do live 
um, are really affecting our, you know, what we eat. So the show really is going to cover a lot of that stuff. And it's just, I find that emotional eaters need a place where they can feel safe and feel like they're understood because, you know, people with emotional eating issues have just been so invalidated by people Mm -hmm. who don't understand. (laughs) And, you know, people in, in the medical field and in the health field, as enlightened as some of them are, as holistic as some of them are, frankly, if they're, if they're not really, they don't have the same compulsion with food, they don't understand mm-hmm. and they're trying to solve it from a medical standpoint. And there is no such thing. I mean, no. sure, there's, there's tweaks you can make that might may affect your mm-hmm. physical cravings and that kind of thing, but most of our cravings are emotional mm-hmm. and most of our compulsion is driven by our emotions and our thoughts. And so um, it's and- really important that emotional eaters have a place where you know, I like I understand them because I am them, and so mm-hmm. they, no longer nobody's going to say you know just ex, you know eat less, and exercise more, like like we're stupid and haven't figured that one out. You know? It's oh my really gosh, a, it's so <laughs> right? true. It's place for them to really feel understood and be like, okay, you know, this is these are my these are my peeps. You know, like they get yeah, me, and totally. so that's really how we're going to approach it. I love it. Well, um, Trisha, we're going to, I actually have to go to a break. So if you could just stay right where you are and hang tight, don't do anything. Um, I'm just going to go to a quick break and then I'll be right back. And then I'd like to pick up and talk a little bit more about the holidays and maybe, you know, any suggestions that you have for the listeners, you know, if they, and again, you know, I, I really do think just about everybody, you know, could use the advice because, you know, while there are people who truly, you know, are, are in an addictive process and have these really, you know, these absolute emotions that are controlling them, there are other people that it just surfaces maybe during this time when they're a little overstressed or, you right. know, and then, and, and then these, these types of behaviors start to surface. So let's talk to both of those people when we get back. Um, I'm just going to take a quick break and I will be back. All right, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to Body Talk Radio. I'm Heather Morgan, nutrition and healthy living coach, joined today by Trisha Greaves Nelson of Heal Your Hunger, the new um, podcast that's coming out, as well as expert on emotional eating, addiction, and, um, you know, true healer and very, very highly regarded within our community. So, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So before the break, we, we broke it down a little bit, talked about, um, you know, maybe what it's like for an emotional eater, how it's different, you know, from the, from, you know, the person that might not be triggered so much. So now I want to think about the holidays and I want to think about, um, really both sides of the coin. You know, we have people who are addicted to food and, 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 and drink and, you know, who have addictions that, that really are amplified during the holidays. And then we have people who, maybe don't have you know a strong addiction but but they do have um a relationship with food that might be um abused a little bit during this time when the stress arises because you know i will i i personally in the work that i've done as a family counselor in the past and now as a holistic nutritionist just about each and every person i i meet you know has a relationship with food that at some point is challenging to them. Is that correct? Well, yeah, I mean, I think just food is you know, generally seductive, you know, because yeah. we have to eat and it's everywhere and it's socially acceptable, you know, to make food the central point of our social gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think just you know, as a race, it's a tricky, interesting thing. And I, it's probably a good thing. It creates some tensions for us. It makes us sort of, you know, evaluate our priorities and, and we have to always negotiate, you know, our weight and how, how much to eat so that we don't get fat, basically. And that that's an interesting conundrum. And for some people, it's really hard. And for some people, it's sort of hard. And for some people, you know, they can't eat enough to get the, you know, keep weight on, which, you know, God bless them. I hope they hope they thank God every night that they have that problem. <laughs> right? Oh, yes. No, I, I'm kind of kidding. I know it can be really... I've talked to people who literally they've just yeah. can't put on weight, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just as devastating for them as it is for those of us who can't it, get it off, so... No, um, I hear but, you. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, it's it's an interesting thing, and, and holidays are hard because there's so much food around, and it's so delish, you know, and so there's people, I mean, I really look at it having like a spectrum, you know, the emotional eating spectrum, and, and everybody's on the spectrum, it's just right. a matter of where I they agree. are on it. I have 
Um, I'll, I'll have something on my quiz, uh, I mean, on my home, my website, uh, which is an emotional eating quiz, which just shows people where they are on that spectrum because, you know, some people emotionally eat, but they can stop, you know, they, they, they go out and they have a hot fried Sunday and they, they'll just exercise more the next day. It's not a big deal. You know, and for I another think- person, they'll, they'll have a Sunday and then they'll order two more, you know, and then mm-hmm. a bag of chips on their way home. So it's, it's just, it doesn't matter like- how, yeah, what the level of control somebody really has to stop. Okay, I think it's a great idea to have a quiz because, like I said, you know, so often our behaviors, we don't even really realize that it's just, you know, f- f- that that behavior is a manifestation of something in our lives. And, you know, it's a food behavior, but it's a manifestation of something going on. We didn't even think about it. So I love the yeah. idea that you have a quiz. And now, is that, where is that? Where can people find That's that? That's um, people can go to healyourhunger.com. Okay. And, um, and they'll get, uh, they'll get the update when we, we're just like on the verge of launching uh, the new website. So if, okay. they, uh, if they just sign up there with Great. their email, they'll, they'll be notified um, okay. as soon as it comes out. But, um, yeah, it's, really, it, it, it's awesome. really interesting. Some people, you know, some people have that ability to stop and others don't, basically. It's so true. And, you know, I, I, I know you have a program called um, basically Thrive, Not Just Survive in the Holidays. Yes. And oh, yeah, that's super helpful for people. I know. I've heard good things. So I want to make sure that everybody knows about that. And where would they be able to get that? So, mm-hmm. so that is a free program. That's mm-hmm. two classes I give, which are filled with probably, you know, at least, 50 to 75 tips on mm-hmm. how to thrive in the holidays. Great. And the, the, wet, the URL for that is thriveintheholidays.com. Uh, so okay, so when you go there, you, you'll, you'll uh, just put in your email, you'll have access those two, to those two recordings. And that is so, um, I mean, I give it all I've got because there's so many yes. aspects. You know, you've, got, you've got food, you've got alcohol, you've got finances. You have family, you have stress, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's one more thing I can't remember that I covered, but it's like, I cover all of it. Oh my all gosh. All different tips on how to deal with that. Cause I just, it's a survival, it's basically a survival guide on how to really mm-hmm. avoid the pitfalls and have a much better experience of the holidays. So it's thriveintheholidays.com. And I love that. I love how you say thrive, not just survive, because the truth is the holidays are really, we want to enjoy them. I mean, you know, and, yeah. and it just, it comes so quickly and it goes so quickly and there's so many things and parties and this and that. And one of the things that, that I've personally had to do um is is really be careful with my calendar because you know pretty much every other day there's something there's a party there's an event there's this there's that and I just you know for me I know I really have to preserve myself and 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 so it just literally we have to like look ahead and say okay here here are the things that we you know we really know that we need to do those are on our calendar we're not going to load up our calendar because it's in the long run it's 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 going to it's going to make the holidays a less pleasurable experience when our intent to go do all these things is to make it more so well it's kind of like i don't know if you know other people have this experience but i think it's pretty common that when somebody gets married there is so much right. to putting putting on a wedding it's yes. so stressful and it's so you know there's so many, uh, yeah, you know, elements that are being, and... you know, put together. And by the time the bride and groom get married, you know, their honeymoon. I mean, I know my honeymoon. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, it's, you just. I was so tired, you know, and it's that way with the holidays. If you do too much, you say yes to too many things and there's nothing wrong with saying no to a few things. You know, right. then you do, you don't. It whizzles right by, and all you know is that you're just completely like wiped out. So yeah, if you, if you pick and choose, and you know, do the things that really matter to you, the things that will really enhance your life and fill your heart with joy. And if you just do those things, and not the, I mean, there was work obligations, of course, but uh, try to keep the other things only down to what really makes you happy. Like go mm-hmm. to the places that really fill your, you know, feed your soul, and then. You, you will have joy. You will experience so much more um, lightness of being, you know. And, mm-hmm. of course, the consequences, you won't need to stuff your way through it, eat your way through it. Because when you're in stress, you're just going to eat for quick energy, you know, and to power through. And, and you are going to miss the whole trip. 
It's so true. And, you know, also to adding in some, some me time, alone time, relaxation time, healing time, whether you go to yoga or whatever it is, just some time to wind it down and take care of yourself because it's really important as well. But I'm curious here, you've got this program, like you said, 50 to 75 tips on thriving during the holidays. Let's talk about that. Give us, you know, give us some, you know, give us some pointers about that. Well, you know, I tell people, I mean, we just covered one, which has to do with stress, obviously, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. know your limits. I mean, it's really important to know your limits and not get too stressed out. Um, But also regarding, I mean, I think if people really try to cut down on, you know, their calories and and the the food temptations, you know, I tell people don't don't be the main cook that this holiday season. You know, uh, don't give food gifts to people. Don't slave away in the kitchen making, you know, a uh, gingerbread cookie. <laughs> you yes, know, and sure. and make it you know change it up. Uh, a lot of people are like they they're used to the tradition. They're the ones who make the you know the the potatoes are gratin for Christmas dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, change it up and say, you know, this this year I'm going to do something different. You know, I mean, I'm going to order for Whole Foods yes. or cater for Whole Foods or we're all going to go out to dinner. You know, this, mm-hmm. this particular restaurant's open, uh, you know, for Christmas or uh, let's do a potluck so I don't have to slave away and put so much effort into it and, like, not enjoy it. So so really don't be afraid to change change it up and not, and not do the traditional thing that you do because, you know, if you do what you've always done, you're going to eat the way you always ate, basically. And so mm-hmm. it's just, it's important. And, and also not worrying about what people think. You know, so many, so many people are like, oh, whatever, it depends on me for this particular dessert or this cheese ball or whatever. You know, it's amazing, uh, or for me to attend this party, it's amazing how well people adjust if you change. <laughs> like, like okay. if you think the whole world's going to fall apart, it will not, trust me. Okay, good. So uh, we actually have to take one more quick break, and then when, sure. we, when we come back, I want... I want to talk about an example, like for literally, like, let's, let's talk about... What does someone do when they are t- stressed and tired and exhausted and and in in and they go to a party or they all they want to do is go and eat the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and sit in front of the TV like I've got some great tips for that. Okay, cuz like I want people to know so when that moment comes up, what are some things yep. they can think about? All right, great. Perfect. So we're going to we're going to go to break and I will be All right, everyone, we are back. You're listening to Body Talk Radio here at KSVY in Sonoma. I'm Heather Morgan, Nutrition and Healthy Living Coach, joined today by Trisha Greaves-Nelson from HealYourHunger.com and Heal Your Hunger on Facebook. So everybody, be sure to go check her out there. She has some great videos, lots of great tips, and then you'll be able to learn a little bit more about her Thrive in the Holidays. Thrive, not just survive in the holidays program. Packed, packed full of good info. But today she's going to share with us um, basically a little bit of the, you know, her advice and what she does. So back to it. We're talking about that person who's exhausted. You know, you know how this is like, because I know it. We all know it. We've all been there. We all do it. Literally, you're starving. You have been running and you're highly stressed and nothing else matters. You just want to grab some carbs or whatever and sit down and stuff your face and you'll deal with it later. You know that feeling? Sure. So uh, so let's talk about that. Are you talking about party specifically or just any time? You know, l- let's talk about both. Let's do both. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean... This is a tendency for anybody, you know, who tends to overeat, you know, at any time of the year. It doesn't have to be holiday time. It's that any time we're stressed, you know, when we come home, chances are we're going to go to the kitchen and start stress eating. And so I always recommend that people take quiet time or meditate. You know, I'm a big fan of I've been meditating for 28 years now, and I it helps so much. And I always say it'll shave, you know, two to 300 calories off every dinner if when you come home after, uh, you know, long days of work and you go straight to your bedroom instead of the kitchen yeah. and you turn the lights out and you either meditate or you just lie down for 10 minutes, you mm-hmm. put some um, music on and just decompress, you know, take the, take the stockings off, you know, just, mm-hmm. just, just put a robe on and just, you know, decompress mm-hmm. because we all need to, you know, like slow down after a long day and our driving kids to and fro, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if you do that, you're going to just 
you're going to stop spinning at such a fast speed. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, you come out of the room refreshed, and then you go to the kitchen. Then you're not depending on food to, to slow you down. To wind you down. Good yeah, advice. Yeah, wind you down. Yeah, you're, you're going to do it one way or another. And so do it in a healthy way. And then when you go to the kitchen, you're more sane. And you're just like, you don't need to reach for the carbs because mm-hmm. you, you don't, you've already taken care of, you know, winding down a bit. So mm-hmm. it's just such a good tool, you know. Um, also making sure that you sit down and eat. If you do make it a rule to sit down when you eat so you're not standing there with your hand in the, in the chip bag, um, yeah. you know, even if you're going to eat chips, put them on a plate and then sit down and eat them, you know, mm-hmm. because you'll get more conscious about what you're eating and how much you're eating. If you put them on a plate and then you want to keep snacking, you have to stand up and go put more chips on your plate, and you're like, wow, I've had two plates of chips. You yes, know? <laughs> it's And true. you don't know that when you got your hand in the bag over and over and you're standing at the counter. I'm a fan um, of that. Totally, totally yeah. agree. And I, you know, I also tell my kids that, you know, that first of all, you know, I, I'm not a fan of snacking in general, just not, but, yeah, um, but we all do it. And it's when we're, you're starving and the kids come home and they're hungry, they're going to go right for the chips or whatever. And, um, and, you know, I try to have some of that in the house occasionally because I don't want them to feel deprived but whenever I Uh do it's non-GMO it's good quality it's made with better oils you know I mean we buy the good the good quality stuff and you know as an expert I would even ask your advice on that but um but it's true like my teenagers they'll grab a bag they would eat the whole thing but what I try to teach them is we have these little bowls and I teach them if you're gonna have a snack and the, the bowls are small you know they're like a, a good just little portion size put some in there and have your snack right no it's a good it's a really good rule um you know i find that people also in terms of stress people tend to skip meals and it's the biggest booby trap there is um you know especially emotional eaters who are trying to lose weight you know it, it's sort of counterintuitive but we always think if we skip meals we're going to lose weight but just the opposite is true. It's you know, true. if we skip meals, our bodies are going to be hungry, and they're going to make up for it. Like, our bodies win every time. Every okay? time. They're going to be like, screw you. I'm getting what I need. Yep. And, 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 and then when you're tired and it's late at night, it's going to be way more than you need because it's just there's, we don't have the, the stop, you know, the stopping ability, especially late at night when our willpower is completely gone. So um, it's just really important not to skip meals. And I I. Too, I always say three meals a day and nothing in between, and just yeah. make them good meals. Like make, make them, them good big meals. meals. You know, make them yes. make them like well rounded and delish, so you feel satisfied. Yes, and you know, and you know you've eaten. You know, and then and then there isn't uh, the you know the food craving as much in between the meals, but. Also, just checking in. I'm sorry, go ahead, Heather. I was just going to say, I think that's really where Americans have shifted because, you know, when I was young, you had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and the kitchen was closed. You know what I mean? Like, was it that way for you too, right? Yeah. And nowadays, I just feel like Americans are so used to their either having a beverage in their hand every second. And that's another whole discussion of like addiction and this and that, like, you know, their Starbucks or their whatever is in their hands. Like got to have my beverage, you know? Yeah. And, and like, there's always something around that they're grabbing and eating. And I think a lot of that is because when people do eat their meals, aren't properly balanced and, and properly nourishing. Right. Yeah. No, it's very true. You know, regarding parties, you know, uh, I just want to follow up on the whole stress thing. When you, when you show up at a party, I always find personally that if it's going to be a party that doesn't have an actual dinner, like an actual meal yes. uh, served, it's all going to be hors d'oeuvres and, you know, cheese and crackers and peanuts or whatever. I eat beforehand. I actually eat my meal beforehand, and then I can just say, you know, it's easier to say no to everything and just literally don't eat at the at the event. <laughs> like, just, like, I always say, when, it, when in doubt, leave it out. And also, uh, there's no such thing as some, and that none none is better than some, you know, because cause I don't, you know, I, I start and won't stop. So, okay. Uh, that's a yeah. that, that's a really good point because you know you specialize in food addicts and people who have addictive problems with food and um and so sometimes that really is is the best way yeah. and um and then there's that that casual person who you know may 
just be lacking in fine tuning, like getting, you know, I always tell people just get a lot of the good stuff during the day during the day if you give your body really what it needs you're not going to be hungry when you go to the party or you'll have you'll be fine with the three bite rule like a bite of this bite of that bite of that because your body's had everything that it needs so you know there's like there's kind of i guess the two camps again huh yeah or somewhere in between Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah people can take whatever works for them uh basically i mean it's it's a little drastic to say oh i'm going to eat my meal before i go to the party but for me, it's just it's, I'm cleaner that way. If I find, and, or if I call ahead and find out, is actual dinner going to be served? Like, is there actual going to be vegetables and protein and different things to eat like that? And if mm-hmm. not, if it's all nibble food, um, I'll either if it's a potluck, I'll bring exactly what it is I want to eat. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, like I'll bring a nice big salad, um, you know, with exactly the dressing that I like because then I know it has they have something I want, you know, and can and can eat. Um, mm-hmm super helpful but just in terms of if people have some social anxiety um i always tell people to uh get busy helping helpful to the host uh like if you're shy and you get nervous at parties um i always suggest that you try to help out because it just takes that right away if you get purposeful instead of just hanging out by the food table um just ask the host hey what can i do to help out or mm-hmm. me to pass something or uh mm-hmm. you know or clear some dishes and bring them into the kitchen and then you know, put things away into the, I mean, just like make yourself useful and you'll get to know people in a different way because they'll be so appreciative of you. And, and you also just, you're, you're cheerier because you're not just standing there like, uh, I don't know what to say. You know, nobody's talking to me. All that insecure stuff just gets washed away when you get busy and being helpful. Okay, so we have some questions for you that came from our Body Talk social page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to um, start off with someone who really is, you know, feeling defeated right now with being, you know, overworked, super stressed from not having, you know, money right now during the holidays. And and, 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 it's, and always, you know, really tries to stay you know, maintain healthy eating and so forth. And um, she's just feeling defeated and saying, I come home exhausted and stressed out and I stress eat. So what do you say to that person? Like, where do they start? How does she turn this around and rein it back in? Um, well, I totally relate and it's, you know, not easy, but, um, but like I said earlier, uh, some kind of way to de-stress and be sweet to yourself. Um, you know, uh, take a bath first before you go into the kitchen. Or, um, you know, a lot of people who work a lot feel very underappreciated because uh, they give, give, give at work, and they don't get the kudos or they don't get the, you know, the, the accolades or the, you know, the money that they deserve. Um, and so it's easy to come home with some resentments and sort of feel like, Nobody appreciates me. I'm going to reward myself, you know, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, I call it the I deserve it binge. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, that's really, uh, that can really uh, wreak havoc in someone's life. And so, you know, we have to be, we can't expect other people to take care of us the way, you know, we, we hope they will. Um, you know, it's really ultimately our own job. So we have to, you know, think of things that we can do that, that are more self-caring, Um you know, sometimes I have a friend um, who is a client, and she uh, she started meditating after work in her car before she drove home because the drive in L.A. is so horrendous, the traffic. So if she uh, were to meditate when she got home, it would be so late, and she's hungry, ready for dinner. So, I mean, before somebody drives home, they could just take a little nap in their car or meditate in their car just to sort of de-stress. But you have to implement some different self-care tools that can help you uh, writing, for instance, you could put on some soft music and just write um, and in your car. I mean, I would do it before you go home from work just to let off some steam. You know, mm-hmm. writing is an amazing tool. Um, or calling a friend and talking on your way home, like having a buddy that you can sort of debrief with. Because the truth is, we have to do things differently. And, you know, just trying to control the food or manage the food is too late. You know, it has to it has to be more emotional and spiritual in my experience where I'm getting emotions out, I'm getting stressed out in healthy ways so that it doesn't drive me to overeat. And it's, 
you know, it's, hard, it's a hard pattern to break, and it takes, a, it takes implementing a lot of different things in my experience. But, you know, when we put effort into the self-care, um, even making a salad versus buying something from the store, uh, when we're chopping vegetables and we're, you know, uh, mix, you know, mixing up the oil and vinegar in a dressing, any kind of care we put into ourselves, like in, in time we invest mm-hmm. in ourselves, will increase our sense of worth, our self-worth, you know, where we, and, and it grows on itself. Like, if you do a little bit to take care of yourself, then you feel a little bit more worthy, and you feel a bit more worthy of taking good care of yourself. You do a little bit more, and it's just a progressive mm-hmm. thing. But, you know, but it's just trying to, con- just trying to do it at the food level is not enough. You know, that okay. I will lose, I'll lose every time. I have to go deeper. That's good advice, you know, and um, we only have about another minute here, but um, so this this particular person, I think that was great advice. And I, you know, I just wanted to add to that, that I have found that um, when we get into a rut, because we all do, that sometimes pulling out the journal or a calendar and writing and kind of making a plan, you know, so that like you're prepared. So, you know, kind of know the rut that you're in. So, okay, tomorrow after work, like you said, I'm going to actually, you write it down. I'm going to meditate in my car for 15 minutes, you know, before I go in the house or whatever, because when we're so overwhelmed, we just go through the motions. It's got to be like in writing and somewhere where I can look at it and say like, oh, my phone is sending me a reminder. Oh, I got to meditate. Okay. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's a great idea. Just make it more conscious and intentional. Mm -hmm, Totally. Well, I want to make sure that everybody knows again how to reach you because you're such a wealth of information and the work that you do is so important. So please just let us know again where people can reach out to you for your your podcast and your programs. Thank you. Uh, The best place is healyourhunger.com. Great. Um, And for my holidays program specifically, it's thriveintheholidays.com. I love it. Wonderful. Well, Trisha Greaves Nelson, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and sharing all of your great wisdom for the holidays. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Heather. We should be here. Okay, my dear. Well, we'll be back in touch real soon and have a wonderful holiday season both to you and Roy. Thank you. To you as well. Okay. Thanks, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Well, that's a wrap for today. Have a great week and I will see you back here next week, Tuesday at 2. Happy holidays to everyone. 